I really believe that leaning towards another person, asking for the support is showing what kind of strong person you are and not leaning into your own understanding, knowing that there is supports and there are people that do care about you. Um, I miss my son every day and I fight, fight and fight even on the days that I don't want to, to bring awareness about this in our communities. And um, it is my hope that we grow and we can continue these conversations. Hi. I'm Lance, and this is Unsilent, a speak series by No Stigmas that champions mental health advocacy and challenges the stigmas that all too often prevent people from getting the help they need. We're so glad you're here. In today's conversation, we get to know Rafia. Now, Rafia is the mother of Jamal, who at 19 years old, tragically lost his life to suicide in May of 2020. Since then, Rafia has gone on to be an outspoken and passionate advocate for breaking mental health stigmas, especially in the BIPOC community. She chooses every day to honor the life and spirit of her son, Jamal, by putting her advocacy in action with her own charity, Soul Survivors of Chicago, which donates the shoes of those who have died by suicide or other mental health challenges, or those that are donated in honor of someone who's passed to individuals who are coming out of incarceration. We know these conversations are never easy to have, but we thank Rafia again so much for being so open and honest with us. And in today's final part of our three-part conversation, Rafia opens up about preparing for life after loss, the amazing work of her charity, Soul Survivors of Chicago, in honor of her son Jamal's life, and some final thoughts about mental health advocacy, especially within the BIPOC community. Be sure to check out parts one and two of our conversation with Rafia linked in the show notes. Now, let's dive in. Today's episode contains in-depth conversations around suicide, suicidal ideation, and suicide loss. It's okay if you need to skip this one. Do what's right for you. I never walked with an ascribe to um, well-being. I was always forced and indoctrinated to believe you get up, you go to work, you go home, you cook dinner, you get this, you go to bed, you do this, you do this, and you do that over and over and over and over again. You handle certain things, but that is the main course. And in that drags in a lot of pressure, a lot of mental stress, and um, it, it wears you down to the other pieces of life that are supposed to be enjoyable. So with this situation and, and the loss of my son, I have learned how none of that made me rich. None of that made me sustained. Um, taking care of myself and understanding what my limits are and what I need support with are. And uh, I'm so sorry I had to learn that in this way. I wish I could have had that lesson learned in another way. But because it did come through the suicide of my son, I now understand the importance of fight for. And then not only that, the, uh, the ultimate stigma of mental illness. When I was on the other side of the rainbow, I thought mental illness was this, this a nasty word. It sounded like something that medicine and, you know, you act crazy, crazy, as we would call it, quote unquote, and just something you didn't want to be around. And it was in the black community, definitely somebody that was not well. And so you were gifted with understanding that, oh, that isn't me. But at the end of the day, it's so broad on what mental health is. It's not just about a simple diagnosis of a bipolar. It's something where, you know, you deal with seasonal depression or things like grief, you know, and having the milk. So, so understanding that envelope is bigger than what you're just looking in is important. 
and what I've learned as well. So when I drive down the street and I see somebody holding a sign or I see someone who's having a conversation with themselves, I have a different impression than I did ever before because I understand it a lot better now. Unfortunately, through the loss of my son, I understand it. You know, my, I think about my grandmother. She sold life insurance. She was a black life insurance uh, agent, female in the 1940s and 50s, and was really, really um, good at her, her uh, position. And she said to me, back in those days, it was, um, there were no programs, right? There's no, there's no social workers. There's nothing. It's either fight or flight. And for many people in the Black community, to have life insurance was an important thing, mainly because you're selling someone the understanding that one day you're going to get sick. That's a promise. One day you're not going to be able to go to work. There's going to have an ailment. We all are human and that occurs. And with that understanding, it was a commonality of saying that this is going to happen. In this world, with what we experience, I can promise you one thing. You will have a funeral. You will be at a funeral and there will be some kind of loss in your life because there is no one that exists to the end of the time. And with that being said, you want to be prepared for that time because the person you love and is there for you right now does have an expiration date. Therefore, understanding the importance of preparing for that and not being afraid, not being afraid and taking those days more carefully now is how you really kind of can prepare for that. And it doesn't have to be in a day. It doesn't have to be in a week. But it does have to be some conscious thought about that reality that happens. And at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be a fearful thing. It is something that can empower you. But, at the, but don't, don't be immune to it. It will, it will crush you if you do. Grief brain is a state where you have lost the ability to bring about memories after the loss of someone specific and important in your life. It is truly living as if that a situation happened 24 hours ago and now you're in a day. And that day could be a year from there, it could be a month, it could be a week, but you have these two spaces in your life, that day and today. Everything else is like so suppressed and a lot of times has to be remembered through various triggers and cues to the point where it's like that was an important piece of my life. I just have not been able to explore it because this has taken precedence right now. So oftentimes I find myself really having to take a lot of notes and making sure I have a schedule because to keep up with the days like many other people do is not the same for myself. So Soul Survivors of Chicago, um, spelled S-O-U-L, was started after approximately two weeks after the son, the, my, my, my son's death. And I was in his room and I just was in awe of what am I going to do and just trying to process everything. And I looked down and I saw a shoe. And I said to myself, wouldn't it be great if I could gift his shoe to someone in need with the, his name in the shoe? And the understanding that they will be walking in the shoe of someone who no longer will be able to graduate, um, have his first job, make his first jump shot, meet a person of interest. 
all those things. So walking in purpose. So I started with that and I um, built on that concept to not only include the gifting of the shoes and we work with a safer foundation, not safer foundation. Yeah. Safer foundation. I was about to say another agency. Sorry. Um, that essentially has a, a crossroad, a, a ATC program for inmates that are coming out of Cook County jail. So our gift is to give that shoe to some of those inmates who are graduating, going into the public sector. And they'll be walking in shoes of not only my sons, but others that's been gifted to us who have passed away from various things like trauma, suicide. The other pillar of Soul Survivors is um, doing the education and the advocacy in our communities, in our schools, and in our, um, our, our region regarding mental health and suicide and trauma and the impact of it. So I'm always speaking, invited to schools, going to conferences, um, standing in the local liquor stores, passing out information at the pharmacies, going to local bodega, whatever it is to where we reach them and versus them trying to have to reach us about what this is about and what the resources are. The third thing is that we do have families and people who are impacted. So having a grief group and a, a We Are One support group first and third Wednesday of every month invites those persons who've been impacted, who are persons of color to talk about and actually hear your story through another person about grief. And then we provide financial support. So we do a lot of fundraising and try to raise money for those families who have those non-traditional needs that aren't always covered by other organizations. For example, my cell phone's getting cut off. I need it. Can I get support? Or, you know, um, my daughter's going to prom and I could really use some help with buying a, you know, simple uh, flower. You know, we work with that that reality, that mental health and wellness is also about stability and being a support to people and not having them to dig and have to, to scramble for things that, you know, would make their life feel like whole just for that day, you know. So the, the financial supports are another peer of it. And, um, yeah, we've been working and, and um, putting out information on our social media and you can find us also on uh, Instagram at Soul Survivors of Shy, as well as Facebook, Soul Survivors of Chicago, and um, TikTok and all those good things as well. <laughs> Our first um, request is those who have lost someone and they want to gift a shoe with the understanding that they are all sanitized and clean through our sneaker cleaners. And we, in, in, in essence, put the name of that person and the loved one in the shoe appropriately. So they are um, our first kind of requests because they have the, 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 you know, the hard meaning to them. The second piece is that we do get those shoes from persons who have never worn a shoe before and want to gift this with the understanding that this is somebody they're doing it in honor of or because they want to gift that person with the understanding that somebody is thinking of them in their journey. So those are things that we look at when it comes to the shoe donations. Yeah. Each day brings a new opportunity. And with that opportunity, there are 24 hours in it. And it's okay to not make it that day with those 24 hours and just knowing that you have a goal for the next. Um, this life is tough. This life is tough. And there are times and there are going to be more times when we have to show our resilience. And uh, I really believe that leaning towards another person 
asking for the support is showing what kind of strong person you are and not leaning into your own understanding, knowing that there is supports and there are people that do care about you. Um, I miss my son every day and I fight, fight and fight even on the days that I don't want to, to bring awareness about this in our communities. And um, it is my hope that we grow and we can continue these conversations. And I'm leaned by the strength of Mamie Till. If anybody knew about Emmett Till and his story, 14-year-old man, little boy from Chicago that went to Mississippi, money Mississippi, and was uh, accused of, you know, whistling at a female and uh, was hanged and brutally beaten. What Mamie Till did was expose her son in the open casket to the rest of the world about one of the injustices that went on with her son. And it took many years before that crime was even, you know, solved and it still hasn't been, but I lean to her strength of opening the door. So for those of us who are out here in the struggle and really trying to make awareness, just like yourself, Lance, I applaud you for exposing and giving these opportunities for us to have these conversations because they're so needed and we strengthen our, we're, we're on the backs of others. So I, I just look forward to seeing how this grows and thank you for your time. To go beyond the show, be sure to connect with us on all social media platforms at No Stigmas. And you can always reach out at nostigmas.org to connect with us and see how we can team up together to champion mental health equity for all. Remember to break these stigmas, we must be unsilent. We'll see you next time.